hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Medics podcast. My name is Imran Laska. I'm a consultant radiologist. And hi, I'm Tushigan Wardner. I'm a cardiology registrar subspecializing in intervention. So Tarusha's back. You were on call last week, weren't you? That's why my sister had to step in as a locum. Is that right? I was on call, yeah. And like, she did such a great job. Yeah, I think she was good fun. I hope everyone enjoyed that. Yeah. And Some people was... were saying the real Laska stood up. I know. Right? She... <laughs> and then she likes dogs as well, which is success. Yeah, I think she's just trying to say that. I don't think that's true. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. No, I'm, I don't know. She's allergic to cats, so maybe that's why she likes dogs. Yeah, she uh, doesn't like. She doesn't mind dogs actually. Yeah, she, one of her best mates has got a dog. Yeah, she's never been negative about it the way I have. Mate, I was yeah, like, get that thing away from me. And do you bathe? I uh, know. I, yeah, I barely cook at all. No, mate. I get I, I, things are cooked for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not by my wife. Anyway, carry on. So do you think we should be up for doing more episodes of Philip Fit? I'm sure she would. She said that she wanted to do a GP GP rundown, didn't she? Oh like if she wanted to go to GP special. Exactly, no one cares about GPs, yeah. whatever. <laughs> okay, we're cancelled. Moving on. So, I was thinking, wait, you should get your brothers on, though. They're medics, aren't they? One of them is. Yeah, my little brothers. But then people say that we sound exactly the same. Like we've got the same mm. kind of type of voice and we say mannerisms and things. So I think it'll be even... Because people find it difficult to tell us apart, which I find funny. Yeah, I do think we sound mm. the same. Anyway, and so I think it'd be even more confusing for people, so... Like based on looks, I'll take it as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, else, me too. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, should we move on to the first topic? I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, you want to go straight so, into it. Yes, yes, go yeah, for so it. Yes, there's a tweet from Penny Sucharitko. So, her kind of handle is at PPJSUCHARITKUL. Mm-hmm. I hope I've said your name correctly. Apologies if I haven't. So, the tweet was your daily reminder that if a medical student sounds really excited about X specialty, your only answer should be, insert sp- supportive comment here, not and then not, don't do it because X, in brackets, family, Y, in brackets, competitive, Z, work life, etc. So basically she's saying as a medical student, when, you're, when you tell someone that you want to do that specialty, they should meet them with positivity. What do you think? I think it's a bit disingenuous, don't you think? It just depends on your own experience of things. But I think some of it I agree with in terms of competitive, I don't think that's worth I think when people come up to me saying, oh, radiology is competitive, so it's getting to medical school. When do you want to stop? As in competitive should not be something to stop you from trying. But I do think family and work life are so important and I think it's so often put to the side that it's often too late or very late in the game when someone realizes that actually I don't get to see my family or friends at all. What have I done? I don't know. That's me. So I always try and say, as I'm always promoting radiology as much as I can, because I think it's brilliant. And I think it's given me all the things that I would want in terms of all of those things and more. But I do tell people the negatives. I do tell people that a lot of radiologists are quite weird and they're quite picky and they can pick on your grammar and it can be quite stressful because the calls that you make can change everything and all come back to you sometimes and Mm. stuff like that. But from my own personal level, it's worked out quite nicely. Yeah, sure. And I just think that you should be honest, because if yeah. it didn't work out nicely, I'd want, I would want someone to know that. I'd want to yeah. say that, look, I found this difficult and stuff. For example, people have asked me about where I trained. Would they? Would I go back there? I said, Absolutely not. I would not train where I went. It was hor- horrendous. They were hor- they were horrible to me. And according to that logic, I shouldn't say I shouldn't be telling people that actually any positive about the place that I trained. And I don't think that's right. Isn't that the what do you key, think? though? Because she said, if a medical student sounds really excited about this specialty. And mm. isn't it that it's unsolicited, perhaps? Like if you go, oh, but, but sometimes oh, people I don't. See. And ultimately, mm. is it any of our business, like whether 
It's that, so because they may well be very aware of it, but they find just having it pointed out endlessly is perhaps dim- diminishing. I imagine in this scenario anyway, like in trying to be helpful, I imagine the person isn't probably tr- maybe not trying to be belittling and stuff, but maybe it was mm. just quite completely unsolicited and just sort of, and maybe there's an element of that, I guess. Because like, obviously in cardiology, there are, there are negatives, but mm. I think if I come across a medical student Generally, I'm like aware of the power of what what we say. And Mm. I think I certainly became aware of that as a registrar. Like when you'd come across ones asking for advice and stuff, I became aware quite quickly that even like the tone I used or whatever, speaking to these like more junior doctors, could get interpreted in different ways. And so I had to be more kind of aware in the way that you relay the information. I imagine it's just even more pronounced with medical students. And so I just like, I'm... When they tell me about their chosen specialty, I try and be as cool about it as possible and say that mm. it has no like effect on me or my day, what career path that you choose. But some mm. people do ask, oh, what's mm. it like for this and that and whatever, and I think it's like, better. But sometimes I just wonder if we are a bit too keen to just be like, this is all that we know about this this experience and stuff. Mm. Sometimes like people don't really necessarily want that and if they want to find out that information, so. then I don't know. You're saying that if they don't ask you, then don't say? <laughs> I'm saying, yeah. okay, as in, I see what you mean. If you just, if they come in and say, oh, I'd really want to do this, and you turn out actually it's rubbish and don't do it because of this. But if they ask you, then is it okay to say those things and say, actually, you know what? Like, I've got friends who do this, and I think they find this very difficult. And I found this particular thing very difficult. I was very good for my family. And, you know, because I just, I don't know, man. Like, I, I do get the odd message every now and again. I do end up talking to a few people considering radiology is a potential career yeah and i do maybe tell them i sometimes think i might tell them too much but i also think that uh, these are things i would want to have known yeah these enough. are things i would want to know because i think these are very important things and would heavily sway my decision i don't know but maybe people just want i don't know yeah it's a tough one isn't it it's the situation it's the same as it's, yeah go on. in that yeah, scenario go on. they're emailing you they're literally asking you so it's different isn't mm. it but if you have someone who's plonked with you on attachment then you know it's like Mm, that's true so i guess maybe the point is don't give unsolicited advice wasn't yeah right? definitely yeah so that happens so much doesn't it and it can be mm. especially like if you're in a kind of situation i remember as a new parent it, like one of the things that i really noticed was the amount of like unsolicited advice or just basically yeah. opinions about stuff you were doing and mm. I feel like you put so much thought and you might not but like you're tired and whatever and to do something a particular way and then to have someone be like, rah, rah, I'm not sure. and mm. sometimes you're just like, just leave it out. And maybe it's the same mm. thing. Maybe it is um, the same thing. Yeah. When someone comes in and says, you don't even have to change a nappy. Yeah. I've done the best I can right now, mate. Like exactly. I've never changed a nappy before in my life. Yeah. And now you know how hard it is? Yeah, exactly. You know how hard <laughs> it is to make me turn up to this placement today. How much, <laughs> like what I could be doing instead. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of advice, there was a, another tweet, wasn't there, from Natasha... I hope I say this right, ACT, A-G-H-T, and she's tweeted in response to what are the most common toxic phrases you hear in the workplace? The nurses can make your life miserable, so be extra nice. And (laughs) if you bake for the nurses, they'll look after you, okay? You are service provision, you are providing a service, and being sick puts the entire department under pressure. Man, isn't it crazy? I've heard all of these things. These are exactly phrases I've heard. How about you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you... They can make your life miserable. I remember hearing that about midwives when I did on Zangaini. I think the things mm. that the worst, the worst one—they're all bad, aren't they? But the worst one surely is going to be <laughs> being sick puts the entire department under pressure. Mm. What does that tell you about the previous batch and all that kind of stuff? It doesn't. 
fare well, does it? No, it doesn't. It just makes you realize that, okay, so basically don't get sick. And if you are sick, you come in. Doesn't matter. It sounds horrible, isn't it? But that's the thing. If you did come to a place when they came up with that, what are you realistically going to do? There's nowhere you're going to go. You still got your placement to do. It's not as though you can be like, yeah, okay, fine, I quit. Yeah. It's such a really bad, it's such a, a strange situation, isn't it? That these are the kind of things that we've all heard. I've definitely heard this during my training. And these are things that are still going around after all these years. I haven't been in training for quite a while now. And yeah, this is the way life is for people. Is Can't that, do anything about it, it seems. Her yeah. tweet kind of was a spin-off from a question which said, what is the most common toxic phrases you hear in the workplace? Mm. Place? And someone said, you don't want to rock the boat, was one. Mm. And one of the other ones that I found triggered me is, they've never done anything to upset me. I get on with them. And that's oh. a like, really common one. Because that suggests there's a problem with you. Yeah, right absolutely. yeah that's yeah it does seem like there's a problem with me with you when they say something like that as if you're the issue and yeah. if you've got a problem then you need to fix that that's just or how figure they out are. a way to just get along oh yeah i know it, it makes me it makes my skin crawl man honestly i just i don't like that kind of stuff it does make me feel a bit like oh that's disgusting but uh, talking about the status quo there was another tweet and it was about doctors hashtag bmad doctors vote yes the NHS expects you to always be available to cover. They expect you to cancel your plans at the last minute. They will not compensate you for this. Learn your value. No is a complete sentence. And this was in response to a message or an email, it looks like. Do all. I know it's been a very tiring year and we're also, we are also in the summer period. However, you need to make sure there always is cover for on-call registrar gaps arising from acute sickness. Okay, I'm not talking about the foreseeable gaps. This is your duty. Relying on volunteers of course, is, of course, the optimum approach. But this can naturally wear out after a while. Wow, this is just amazing. The attached paper is a good summary of principles to consider. Having made plans is not a good reason to refuse cover, as, of course, we all make plans on how we wish to spend our free time, especially if it is a sunny Sunday. It is about cancelling those plans and instead coming to work. I assume we are, we all assume this could on occasion become a real scenario when you apply to medical school. If it is your wedding, however, no one will want you to cancel that unless it is too frequent an event in your life. Okay, let's try and be funny. Yeah, okay. Also, one cannot be expected to cover if they're not in the country. This is drivel, isn't it? This is unbelievable. We would like to introduce a system that is fair on everyone. Okay, so now we're going to get fair. Could you please send me the dates of your most recent acute, open bracket, short notice? Out of hours gaps you covered. On this basis, we should create a rank list of registrars. The trainee on the top of the list, having covered no gaps or a gap the longest time ago, is the next person having to fill an acute gap. And for the no volunteers, if someone volunteers to cover a gap, then their name will move to the bottom of the list. Wow. Many thanks to your corporation. I'm hopeful we shall survive the next month without the major disruptions. And we do know it may not feel easy at present. Thrusha, Thrusha, Thrusha. Where do we start with that? I know. It's just, there's so many things, isn't it? Like the kind of inherent infantilization of it all, like the ranking system. <laughs> gold stars. <laughs> yeah, literally, that's you like gold star. isn't it? And then, <laughs> oh, I know that we've been tired. And it's just, um, it's based in nothing, really, contractually. So the, there is a kind of really good... So if there are people who are receiving emails like this, send them to us, actually, and I'll just I'll put them anonymously. I'll tweet them out so that people can call it out, because it's ridiculous. Mm. There are responses that you can give that are kind of written in a certain way, that, a defensive way that you can access on the BMA website. But essentially, there's lots and lots of inherent, like underlying, subtle, coded pressure in there about, oh, we wouldn't ask you to miss your wedding, but like pretty much anything else. And the fact of the matter is, like your life outside of work is important. 
You shouldn't have to justify it. And there's that whole line that you see, don't you? No is a complete sentence. And it's true. Like, you don't have to, even if you just don't fancy, like, covering the wrong court, that's, that should be reason enough. I remember seeing an email which was along the lines of, oh, the people who tend to cover the shifts will be considered more favor- favorably when we consider consultant jobs. And there's loads of implications and stuff mm. in there. And that's not yeah. true either. So just don't fall into that trap. Like, ultimately... If you were, when you move on, when you rotate away, or if you had to like die or something, you'll get, you'll be replaced. So like mm. pouring your life and soul into filling this road or filling that gap, apart from the extra cash to you, if it's not worth it, that should be the only reason that you do it. Don't, mm. don't get, don't let these people force you to like, it's just ridiculous. Nobody's buying into it. That's why they're having to like behave in this way. People don't buy into, buy into it. And that's why they're using all kind whatever kind of shreds of pressure they can. You'll see whether they say stuff like, or oh, send it to your TPD. By all means, do it. Like, if you're working to, like, your contract, then nobody should be able to force you to cover those shifts. It's ridiculous. I remember, this reminds me of a time when I ended up covering a shift because I was a trainee. I was flunking a lot, if you remember correctly. I might have mentioned that. And <laughs> I think I finally passed, and I wasn't part of the road to just yet. I think they were going through a cycle, and I think for whatever reason, there was a whole load of gaps. But during my time, like on the run up to going on call, I'd volunteered to cover a few shifts just to be able to get a hang of the road, the on call stuff. And then I think for some reason, no registrar, no, I know the reason. So they needed this completely, this weekend completely covered, but they didn't want to pay for it. And they were saying that there's enough gap, there's enough give in the rotor to enable people to do extra on calls without having to pay for locums. So they were refusing to do it. And because of that, no one was covering it. And so at some point, for some reason, the spotlight was on me. I said, you haven't done as many on calls. You need to do this. So I did it. I actually gave it in the end. And I went and did that that Saturday. But then that was, I thought that was it. Like I've done my bit. And then I got an email from the TPD saying, I'm expecting you to cover this date and this date. And then I was really annoyed. And I replied to something really sarky because I was like that back then. And not always, but at that time. And I was like, yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And then he just replied to me personally saying, sarcasm question mark. And it was one of those sort of situations like I felt really bullied and pushed into this. And then I went back and I did the calculations. And actually, because I'd volunteered to do on calls prior and I did that on call, I was actually up to date with the number of on calls that I'd done. And it was actually going to become unfair that I would be covering more than I had to. So then I emailed back and then that TPD got the road to coordinator to call me up. And we are friends, but because now they were the road to coordinator, they were pressured into trying to pressure me. And I tried to tell him, honestly, you're being a bit out of order here. And she's like, yeah, I'm really sorry, mate, but this is happening. And as I'll tell him, I refuse. And the reason I refuse is because I've already done the number of on calls that I'm meant to do. And yeah. it's time to find someone else to push around. Nice. And actually, she went back and then they stopped hassling me. They found someone else to cover it. They bullied someone else. But uh, it happens. And when I read that, I was like, yeah, that reminds me of that time. I was so angry. And then any goodwill towards that place was pretty much dead. If they needed help, yeah, like, you know, find someone else, mate. <laughs> like, you took my weekend for me. I actually had to cancel plans as well. I actually had plans to go out somewhere. I think I was even going to go shopping somewhere with my wife and that, just cancel it because they were pushing me like that. And the whole. And the thing is, what was even worse is it wouldn't have been so bad, I guess, if it was just the TPD. But because all the other registrars didn't want to cover it, and then you become the easy target. Yeah. They were inadvertently pushing too. That yeah. someone, you know, should cover this. And they're like, some people are nudging like, hey, man, bro, you should really cover that shift. And I'm like, why though? I've got plans. I've actually got things to do. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I gave in. 
So probably not what people want to hear. No, I think that's important because I think it's a really important thread. I've just retweeted it. I know it was a little while ago. But there are so many examples of just this kind of like covert behavior. And I think you Mm. mentioned like a key thing there, which is in that scenario, if they'd have put it up for Logan, somebody would have probably picked that up. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. So they just didn't want to pay for it. They wanted you to do it for free. And so I think the thing is that they want their cake and to eat it. And ultimately, a lot of the kind of... And one thing I do like about them, really do like about the current kind of BMA movement anyway, is about paying us what we're worth, rising our value. And Mm. um, just like in responses to this thread, you can just see all all these kind of... All these examples of how people Mm. have been treated or talked to and the people saying stuff like, oh, we're like locked in a room together. And our rotor coordinator told me if your colleague stopped calling in sick, we wouldn't have this problem. Oh. It's just so bonkers. I just... It, something happens, I reckon, to people. Because like, there was another th- point where there was a registrar with us and they and that person became a consultant. And they were always called as a reg. Right. And I think I was doing the CT urgent session and this consultant was covering that CT urgent session but they're also on call that evening and then the registrar that was meant to be coming in on call said I'm running late something's happened I'm going to be about an hour I'm really sorry can you just let them know so I went up to that ex-reg now consultant at this place who's covering the urgent I said oh, by the way thing said they come in late and then they looked at me and said who's going to cover the hour <laughs> I don't know and then I, I think I said something like you're the on-call consultant right just an hour and I thought well, we're friends we're all trained together it's not a big deal You've got absolutely not. You're sticking. You're sticking around. For what? Is you're sticking around? What? I thought well, it's only an hour. Fine, I'll hang around for an hour. Like that's what it takes. But again, there's been a flip there. Like one minute we're mates, and I would say that if I bump into them, I still be friends. But I still remember when it came down to who's going to cover that on call. Is absolutely not me. Even though they are getting paid to do that on call, and I think if it went down to a trust level, they would say consultant needs to cover. Why do you need to pull in the reg that's meant to be finishing at five five or whatever to hang around until the other person comes in but the other person was my friend and didn't want them to get in trouble and stuff and it wasn't that big deal to me because my wife was working late i didn't have kids at the time it wasn't too much of an issue but uh, something must happen to people don't you think oh yeah Yeah. when they become they feel untouchable at that point don't they and then they're like and then you get the kind of realness of a person i think yeah yeah you can judge the strength of someone's character by how they treat someone that they don't have to be nice to uh, yeah yeah it was amazing because it felt like only yesterday they were reg with me mm-hmm. and then now they're going to be pushing me around and pushing other people around to basically what cover an hour I mean, that's one of it it's just a mentality a, thing isn't it yeah absolutely there's an important life lesson in there for that person at least you've got that red flag <laughs> yeah exactly if i ever bump into it again they can't touch me now man i'm gone i'm long <laughs> <Exactly>. gone <laughs> very much long gone now yeah gone. i mean so there are a few other kind of reasons that kind of people have put up that i just find i just found i put so many of those links into our list like one person mm. said fond memories of calling work to say i can't come in for a night shift because i wanted to take my 18 month old to a and e i was told no so, what <laughs> yeah it's like one reason of many that i'm leaving clinical medicine wow doesn't make you want to hang around does it does not want to make you hang around the talking about not want to hang around i thought that we're trying to go into a slightly lighter topic this tweet made me giggle quite a lot actually i really want to read it out it's about actually maybe through should you want to read this out it's the one about the aita asking my wife to respect 
my authority. Amazing, amazing. Okay, so it's am I the A? So there's another Reddit, subreddit which is am I the butt, butthole or something. So maybe we'll use that instead. So I need the opinion of geek, geeks and pilots on the matter involving my wife. And then he's written, I think if you start off what you're about to say with I am completely serious and I need help in like capital letters, that what you're about to ask is ridiculous and basically yeah. like that, and you probably know on some level some yeah, level exactly <laughs> because my wife and i together for five years married for two no kids have an amazing happy relationship i can't recall a single time we've ever argued to the point of a breakup or divorce this is what this person is thinking in terms of <laughs> this issue however is causing me to reconsider the health of our relationship so it must be something big right since mm, my wife and i have serious. been together i have worked as a manager for a restaurant train, I am an extremely passionate aviation enthusiast in my free time. Wow. I have spent thousands of dollars on flight textbooks, sim gear, and even built my own A330 setup. I'm guessing that's a plane of some description. Mm -hmm. I have never actually flown a plane or started flight training, but I have considered it for a long time. My skills are not a career, I still consider myself as adept or possibly more knowledgeable than the average pilot. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't finished reading, but I already know this guy's why. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That being said, here's where the problem arises. (laughs) My wife and I were invited to one of her male co-workers' house for a barbecue. My wife is a senior software tech for a COVID startup. She worked there since 2020. A lucky catch! After she was laid off from her previous job due to the virus. Lucky catch to get a job as a senior software tech. Nice one, mate. It was my first time meeting many of her now close co-workers due to COVID and working from home. I had assumed she'd talked about me before, but as we were cycling through introductions, I became less sure. We make our way down the line to the host of the party, a new male hire that she has grown platonically close to. We exchange casual conversation and Greg, the host, asks what I do for it. This is where the problem arises, sorry. My wife chimes in with, he manages a fast food chain. It certainly comes with some benefits. I'm assuming she's referring to free food. In a voice that implied nothing was wrong with what she said. I quickly corrected her and told him that I am a pilot. My (laughs) wife already knows how insecure I am about my job. And now everyone else knows. And how I'd rather be introduced by my hobby. I've earned the title of pilot through my 500 plus hours on a sim. And thousands of dollars put into my craft. Wow. I think it is incredibly disrespectful for her to not acknowledge my skills in training. Just because I don't have the title of pilot on an overpriced piece of paper doesn't mean I'm not a pilot. I I laughed it off with Greg. Told him under my breath that my wife was often forgetful, which I'm sure he realised just from working with her. Wow. He seemed to brush it off casually. At this point, I'm fuming, but I don't go much further than exchanging some nasty glances at my wife. That'll help. For the rest (laughs) of the night, as we pack into the car to leave, the argument starts. She feels as if I don't deserve my title as a pilot because I'm not professional. I told her she is completely insensitive to work to the work I've done and she will never understand what it's like <laughs> to study so much. She's currently on the couch as I type this. Am I really the asshole for asking to be respected? I had to say it then because he clearly is. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? I don't even know how to even remotely relate to something like that. <laughs> to relate, exactly. 
yes. I need to know what happens. I need to know what happens. But It's like saying like... I go to the gym a lot and I know everything it takes to become big and buff about the calories, the intakes and the proteins. I see myself as a bodybuilder, even though yeah. I don't have the physique. I still I would like to be introduced as the, mess, the next Mr. Olympia. And I'll be offended if you don't call me the, the next Mr. <laughs> Olympia. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. It's strange, actually. It's quite randomly. Like, I was actually at a birthday party earlier today. And I'm not normally that friendly because I can't bother these days. But I thought, you know what, let's just try and talk to a few people. So I sat down and sat next to this guy. And he, I asked him what he does. Bro, no joke, yeah? He uh, works for marketing and business development for KFC. Oh, wow. And I was that like, sounds amazing. So, I know, I was like, so you must get, and he goes, you're going to ask me, aren't you? I was like, do you get free chicken? He goes, I'm just sick of the chicken, man. I'm like, no, no one can be, no one can be sick of the chicken. What are you talking about, man? Give it to me, give it to me. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, actually, one of the good perks is that you do try this stuff that's going to be on the menu if they're going to be trialing things. Right. And I was like, okay, awesome, man. What's the next thing I'm trying? He goes, yeah, we're working on the nuggets. I was like, that, what, nuggets? You're, You're working on nuggets? Doesn't sound very cutting edge. I was expecting something really crazy, but no, he was talking about nuggets. And we'll stop numbers, so hopefully I get some free chicken soon. Oh, Let's see. that's all I wanted to know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've gone off I've gone off, off topic, but maybe I've gone off brand through show. Have I gone off uh, brand? Yeah. Well, yeah. So what's the so med medlife crisis, Rohan? What's the most off brand thing you do? I'm a cardiologist, I eat healthily, I exercise, I'm slim, I don't smoke, but I don't spread butter on toast. I hold the entire block in my hand and apply it like a Pritt stick until the toast is practically transparent parata style. I can imagine him doing that, actually. That's yeah. quite funny. Yeah. Off brand. Off brand. Yeah. Thrusha, what's your brand? What's uh, your brand? Off, what's, what's my brand? Probably yeah. being a kind of slightly bumbling dad, forever trying to, forever like gaining and losing the same half a stone in weight. Recently, <laughs> <laughs> recently like hats, poles, off brand. You like though. poles. I okay. do. I love a pole. But recently, I guess my brand is probably everyone knows, seems to know that I love donuts. So I guess donuts are a thing. But I guess that's off brand, isn't it? In a sense that as a cardiologist, that probably that's true. Um, that's true. I can't think of what would be off brand for radiologists. Why well, walking like into the scanner assume. and just rolling around in the radiation? People <laughs> assume that radiologists don't like people and probably don't hang out and stuff, which is a stupid stereotype, really, and really doesn't count for you, isn't it? Because you do leave the house sometimes. Yeah, I guess well, good to go to the gym. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually being sociable these days and going to the gym and hanging out. Yeah, I don't know. What is off brand? Yeah, I guess so. Being on social media is pretty off brand for a radiologist, don't you think? Most of them are just sitting in the dark room and just, I don't know. What do they do? Look at an x ray or something. Seriously, if you were to picture a kind of specialty that was on brand for stuff like going to the gym, it'd be ortho, wouldn't it? And stuff. Yeah. God, am I ortho? I hope I'm not ortho. Please no. No. Please. I'm just no. trying to find out if that the pilot person, if there's like a follow up, I need to know what happened. He, he put her <laughs> on the couch, and now I'm like, how is that? Happens next. How is it? He's got such a great thing going. It's a kind of what an insufferable person. I'm talking about that, but he's still married. Like she's still put up with that. That's amazing. Really. <laughs> like, like yeah, he struck gold. He struck gold. <laughs> struck gold. She's like a saint. We need to like, she needs to be rescued. Gosh. Yeah, you look, you're looking for vindication, isn't it, Through That's what you're doing. Which kind of brings us on to a, another tweet. Vindication is mine. Mary Kondo admits she's given up on tidying up after three kids. So That's for those amazing. of you that don't know, Mary Kondo, very famous for tidying up. I think my wife really likes watching or like the concept of tidying in yeah, general. Sometimes I swear my wife just takes a day off just to tidy stuff up. 
But uh, yeah, so Mary Kondo admits that she is given up on that. It reminds me of that super nanny. Do you remember that super nanny lady? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I read somewhere that once she started her own family and stuff, she actually started finding it quite difficult to be like the super nanny to her own kid, uh, really? which is kind of off-brand. Yeah, that's what I thought uh, anyway. It yeah. must be hard, isn't it? Like, for example, I know this is in the same way Rohan was talking about eating healthily and whatever. I did know quite a few cardiologists smoke and stuff. And mm. it is... And I think people sometimes expect you to be, I don't know, to be like, you can know what the good way to exist is, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you necessarily want to follow it. But if you want, if, if people ask you, like, what is a good way to stop yourself from having a heart attack? Unfortunately, it's not eating donuts, but donuts mm. are very tasty. So, and mm. even, even knowing it is one thing. I know that like the... It, when you see people who are like absolutely stacked and whatever and fit well in their clothes, mm. like, okay, some of that is probably going to be because of the steroids, but ultimately they had to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. They had to go to the gym. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I feel like for a second there, I felt like one of the, like all those other million of podcasters, like Luke's on a podcast thing. I thought, so let's move away from that. Oh God, okay, there is something that's going Go around on. today. Gone. But I, I, I haven't put it into the kind of stuff for next week because by this point this guy is getting like ratioed hardcore i think i might know what this is but go yeah. for it it's yeah, the go guy ahead. who you, compares you, you, women to milk do you know what i mean yes i know exactly who you're talking about right? exactly so you're talking about the sunnah guy and it's a muslim guy oh, and he's yeah, been doing the rounds he pops up on my youtube shorts Does a he? Lot. Oh, gosh, yeah yeah it? i don't know why i always think youtube's um, profiled me quite fairly accurately <laughs> muslim guy Fair enough. But I, yeah, a lot of his videos do come up. And I would just like to say, I would just like to say, obviously I don't agree with everything he says. And this particular thing I think he is completely off. But there has been the odd one or two little gems that have I have found particularly useful. And I'm more than sure, to talk sure, about sure. those. In the realm of, like, I think if you throw enough rubbish at things, the you come out the odd gem. So maybe that's what's happened. Or maybe he does have a lot of good stuff coupled with a whole lot of bad stuff. Yeah. But tell us about this one. This was yeah. not so like, a nice the phrase, thing. There's a phrase, nice. isn't it? A broken clock mm. is right, can be right twice, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah, but, exactly. So this guy, he basically goes, randomly, there are 10 girls that approached him at an event asking if they should go to uni, which I think is a little bit suspect because mm. they're going to be cho- like, sound like children. Mm. And he basically just essentially says something along the lines of, why the women who focus on going to university and then like pursuing careers and things by the time they've done that and got a job it's going to be late on in life to get married and his question was when are you going to get married you're not thinking about marriage Mm. and he goes you're you're 22 years old and you're like wasting your time looking for a graduate job and then he basically says something along the lines of men age like wine wine yeah and women age like milk and I think that was the thing that I was a bit like, what, like, obviously, what is, how, what kind of analogy is that anyway? <laughs> That's weird. And two, yeah. obviously, there's, there's obviously just complete misogyny in his, like, uh, the, the assumption that I guess all women need to be thinking about marriage. But I guess, like, he's talking about it from the perspective of a man of religion, whereby marriage is an important part of life. And so to, I'm applying my own lens of my own mm. life to that. So moving that to an aside, if I was speaking to a clerical person, they would consider like a marriage an important lifestyle, whatever. But it's that weird comparison that he made 
that I just found. I was like, this. I guess it shows how pedantic I am. That I'm like, but milk. Why are you comparing them to? That makes no sense. Like, why? What, like, where's like? <laughs> so he was from? suggesting that he was suggesting that women age like milk and men age like wine. So yes. men get better, and women basically essentially go off. So the thing is, unfortunately, I have met a few people like this over the years, and for whatever reason. <laughs> Yeah, for whatever reason, I don't know what it is about this, but they seem to think that you can't have both. You can't do you can't do everything. You've either got to get married and that's it. And I've actually had family friends who thankfully are very well educated females who found it very difficult to get married. And one person actually we didn't choose to like another family friend I thought was quite cool. And then later on, it didn't work out. And I was a bit surprised because it didn't seem like things had gone well, like amicably at all. And they later on told me that, yeah, he was basically saying that she has to quit her job and stuff like that. And I was like, that's quite surprising because I've grown up with this person for years. He's never come across like that at all. And then she had quite a high flying job in the city. He was well into six figures. But it turned out that he didn't like that. He didn't want them to be earning that kind of money and doing that kind of work. And so... I just wished it wasn't the case that people seem to conflate. No, is it conflate the two or put the two? You can't, the implication is that you can't have a job that is high flying and successful and be a good partner. The two can't be related. And unfortunately, I've seen this sentiment. But then my thought, my thinking is that you don't want that kind of guy anyway. You know what? You don't want those kind of guys. Just do what you've got to do and don't pine and try and please these kind of people. It just doesn't make any sense. Oh, I see. Uh, so like they've told on themselves. And so you should see it as you know now that person is not going to be someone you. You, you should waste your time with, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I guess this is guy with a podcast. But then, you know, who listens to these kind of podcasts anyway? Do you reckon he has yeah, all... Yeah. <laughs> he's got a few thousand... No, he's got a lot of subs see? on YouTube. So, yeah, more yeah, he's got us. 25K. Oh, no, he's got more than that. Yeah, he's got loads of oh, YouTube no. subs. But this is what I mean. Like there, there has been the odd thing that has made me think, yeah, you're probably right. This would be funny. This might be funny. So one video he did recently, and I thought actually it's quite an interesting topic. He was saying that he woke up to go to the mosque to pray. And as he's walking out to the mosque to pray, he noticed a whole lot of people walking the dog. And he thought, isn't it interesting that the people who are willing to wake up and walk their dog, but not people aren't willing to wake up to go to the mosque to pray? Yeah. That's actually quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah, you're meant to theoretically be someone that would like to go to the mosque to pray if you can manage it. But I'd rather sleep personally. But then there are people who've got dogs and they love the dog so much they'd be willing to wake up super early to go for a walk and then go to work. So it was just an interesting like idea. <laughs> it was a nice, oh, okay, it's an interesting cool. concept. You should maybe I should make more of an effort. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Okay, fair enough. I'm, maybe I'll make more of an effort. I'll see what I can do. Did I tell you? But like he's come out of the odd gem every now and again. Okay, sometimes yeah, it's not. There is. I think I think you've said it before. Like when you speak to anyone, there'll be stuff. There'll be perspectives that you can. Like, I think in the very mm. same way that, as you say, like when you come across someone. And they come out with something that's so ridiculous that you're like, well, <laughs> then at least actually this the, that person might be great on the topic of, I don't know, he might have really cool opinions on what TV shows to watch on Netflix, but on the kind of other, some of the other stuff, there's like yeah, yeah, a lot of exactly. casual misog- misogyny there. Because like, I just, cause <laughs> I, it's difficult, isn't it? Because isn't it funny about how it is framed as you can have one or the other? for women whereas yeah. like for men like mm. that's never has anyone ever said to you like oh what have you thought about although like i was thinking about like the relationship with my you like when like through school or medical school if like you so much as mentioned a girl or whatever i'd be like oh i know you're gonna focus on your studies and then as soon as mm. medical school is over oh my gosh like i'll come home and there'll be f- photos did i tell you that yeah. my dad no. oh, my dad's really... yeah, people 
like off yeah, the internet. Yeah, like girls in Schweinke or whatever and be like, oh, you know, this person, oh, I know her parents, whatever, mm. like, blah, blah, blah. And then I remember, like, he'd do it and I'd be like, oh, yeah. And then I'd have to, like, think of an excuse, like, each mm. time. And, oh, but she, oh, no, she's, she, no. I did, <laughs> but it was terrible. <laughs> it wasn't very good. I wasn't very good at it. And obviously, like, my dad would just get frustrated with me because I wouldn't just say, oh, I just don't, this is weird and I don't like it mm. and it's not really what I want. For me, I, it, feel, it feels peculiar to me that you're just handing me, like, photos of people and then just being like, would you meet this? It just seemed, and then he just, like, randomly goes, isn't all about sex? Isn't all about sex? What? And I was like, yeah, literally. No. My dad, has, dad has never, ever said anything like that to me in my entire life. He's never said that word in front of me. And I was like, oh my God. I didn't, I was just like, no, it's not. And then we just like never spoke about it again. But fortunately, after that outburst, he just stopped bringing me photos. It's great. But can you imagine I don't the think I could take that. I, I think know. I would die. It's I think I would want the earth to open up. And it was awful. Come. It was awful. I just... You yeah. never told me that before. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I think with that, like, that guy is well and truly getting ratioed by people. Who yeah, but about. I don't think he gets. I think he tries to throw this sound by everyone. He's, I've seen a few of his, like I've said, uh, he keeps, oh, yeah. YouTube clearly figured out that I'm Muslim and keeps throwing me all sorts of stuff. And right. you flick through, so you listen to that, that's funny and move on that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we said before, I think a lot of things that maybe like the odd gem here and there, and then you move on and ignore the rest of it. There's another thing that you've been watching this, haven't you? The, this, uh, the last tweet. Yeah, yeah. T L. Oh, I didn't know what the Tulu is. I was oh, like, what is Tulu? What is Tulu? What are you talking yeah. about? Go on, mind so, it to the, last the, last the Last of Us. It, it is bang uh, on about a video game now. that is basically set. So the first game came out on like PlayStation. What PlayStation now? Five. So it was on the PlayStation. Five. I think it might have been on PlayStation 3. Anyway, the first game, The Last of Us. And it's amazing. Mm. It's basically in this kind of post-apocalyptic world where, like there's essentially like zombies, people. Mm. And without wanting to give too much away it's about this kind of male character called joel and female a character called ellie and they have this kind of almost like father daughter but it's a fairly adversarial kind of relationship and them just surviving and mm. i remember the game is just completely engrossing it's completely engrossing okay. they're not that many games where especially now where are just completely immersive so not long ago about a year and a half ago i think the second game came out and perhaps over a year and a half ago and i'm not being old and stuff not really into games that much now but i played that and again that's the sequel the last of us 2 came out and it was again just completely immersive and it's and the thing is i've said i was saying to joe like the other day like sometimes i'm not really sure if i'm loving it because the game is so amazing or because the mm. story is just so utterly compelling you just want to find out what happens to these characters. And I think it's probably, it plays into one another because obviously like when you play in the game, you are like the protagonist, you are playing as them. So I think you feel invested in it. Mm. And so whenever they make films or kind of other media or video games, I'm always a little bit wary because they never quite, either they just kind of deviate completely from the subject matter or they just get stuff wrong. And I remember people were saying at the very beginning with this TV show, oh, they got the casting wrong. And I, sent, I think the reason why they said that was because the Pedro Pascal who plays Joel doesn't look like Joel. And I think the name of the actress is Bella, who's from the West Witch, you were saying, when you, who plays Ellie, doesn't yeah. look like Ellie. Yeah. But I've got to say, mm. they've got them bang on in terms of the characters. Like, they are, mm. for me now, they are the same as the video game. And it's such, yeah. a, it's such a good show, dude. 
such a good show. It is going to be like like when people were like when Game of Thrones like first couple of episodes and whatever, and you ha- you have mm. those like early adopters. I feel like I'm mm. like, but I'm not all that early adopter because everyone knows about it really anyway. But it will be like a kind of cultural phenomenon where everyone will be obsessed about the finales and whatever because it's so good. It's just um, you know that Game of Thrones, right? I never watched it at all. Okay. Still haven't watched it. Because it, people were rambling on about how good it was. And I even went to the hairdressers and some of them were getting tattoos of the characters oh, yeah, and stuff yeah, like exactly. that. And then the finale apparently wasn't very good. It's terrible, yeah. It's true. Yeah, and people like, I just ruined the whole thing. And I thought, well, I'm glad I didn't sit through all that. Then. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not going through that. Yeah, it is, diff- it is hard to explain. Yeah, I just think it in the kind of cultural phenomenon of that. But in the same way, like Breaking Bad was like that, right? Because in everyone... nah, It was good all the way through. No, as in, I don't mean oh. that. I mean that everyone pretty much, if you say Breaking Bad, it was like, oh yeah, like I've seen Breaking Bad. Oh like, yeah, so but you know what I did there? It. You know what I did there? I waited for it to finish and wait for what to people hear what people said. And if they said no, honestly, it was amazing all the way to the end. That's okay, oh. I'm watching it now then. So oh, I watched fair it, enough. Then I watched it. So that's usually what I do. You don't do that uh, magic. I have been burned. Yeah, yeah. No, but Star Wars, I don't know what it is about Star Wars these days. It just seems to be like on the button pretty much most of the time. Like it's just easy viewing. I'm not bothered. Yeah. I know Star Wars in general is quite good. It's quite easy. Same yeah. as like the Marvel stuff. I don't mind Marvel because I'm quite into it anyway. Not like hugely, but it's generally speaking quite a safe thing to do. But when it goes beyond that, then I'm a little bit more careful. Like mm. I don't, yeah, I don't I think know. You so might... The first mm. Last of Us game ends in a really cool, good way. And the se- mm. I like how the second game ended. But there is stuff that happens in it that is jarring and hard. Yeah, there's no way to talk about it without spoilers. But it okay. is, you heard it okay. here first. If people mm. are listening to this and haven't, see, haven't seen it, you need to watch it. Mm. The third episode, you could even watch the third episode by itself and it's an amazing story in itself. It is. Okay. And if people Maybe haven't seen it, it but they watch it because of this, I'd, to hear, I'd love to hear about it. I love talking about it. I like, I've watched yeah. this third episode twice. I made Joe watch this, watch it with me because it's so good. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, other than last night's to the last of us, what are the best episodes of TV that are neither premieres nor finales? Yeah, what did you put mm. that? You know what? I know this is there's there's I got really gone to so I think part of the reason why I'm a bit careful about what I watch is because of Lost. You know, oh, I yeah. lost the TV show. I watched all the way to the end, and it was atrocious near the end, and it got atrocious to the end, and it was completely predictable in so many ways. But it did have a good few episodes. And there was one that I still remember called Not Penny's Boat. I don't know why. It was just such a... It wasn't a finale. It was just like a standalone love story, which was a bit mind-bending. It was jumping between like different points in time. And I thought it was phenomenal. And I think I watched that episode a few times on its own because I think... It, and actually, you know what? My PS3 downstairs has still got that episode, might be allegedly pirated, saved on there. No, like, I've still got it. Yeah, it's yeah. So as, and I've still got the finale episodes of Lost on there because that's when I watched on the PS3 all those years ago. And that PS3 is frozen in time with my original music collection back in those days and stuff like that. But yeah, I think that would probably be it. I think that's the episode that I thought was something I probably wouldn't mind watching again on its own. Yeah, how about you? I guess it's going to be this show, isn't it? What? Which one? Oh, The Last of Us. Yeah, yeah, that probably is my favourite in terms of, I think it is amazing. By the way, The Last of Us, the first game, came out for the PS3. So does it still work, your PS3? Yeah, I'll get it, it does. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll be arrested. <laughs> okay. How many times, Rusha? Why? Ah! Uh, I put down the Scrubs episode. You know the one with Brendan yeah. Fraser? Oh, which one's that one? You know the one no, where, he's... Could, the f- where he's got a camera and at the end, like JD says to Dr. Cox, where do you think we are right now? I don't remember that. I don't remember that. But there's so many Scrubs. Maybe I'll go watch that then. There's yeah. another Scrubs episode with Michael J. Fox. That was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, because it, re- it was really interesting in that. It showed Michael J. Fox as being, what was he, like oh, a, yeah. 
he had OCD and he was like doubly qualified in medicine and surgery and everyone aspired to be like him. But then it starts showing what kind of life it takes to be that amazing and whether you're willing to actually do that. Are you really willing to give everything to to whatever it is? And I think in the end it showed him he was quite, he was battling his own demons, even though everyone thought he was some sort of next level hero, which he was. Michael J. Fox's hero. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. This is that one. I think like Scrubs was a really great show in the, it was funny, but it also had a great heart to it. And sometimes mm. seemingly nowhere, it would just suddenly be, it would just get you with a gut punch of like emotion. And that was mm. one of those episodes that's quite sad, but also obviously like funny and stuff. Scrubs was just, I think it was like a underrated show in the sense that I don't think it's rec- remembered in such a big way. But then didn't it carry on and then become a bit Yeah, rubbish? I think that's, again... Yeah, like that's probably what sense. happened. Like, they just mm. bombed it out. Like yeah, he probably actually, just stopped. Exactly. When mm. JD left, they should have left it there, but then they tried to mm. carry on. Anyway, we're, we're coming up to time. Should we do the... F- yeah, go for it. Which one do you want me to do? I don't actually remember what they are, so this be... Do you want to do the top one or do the bottom one? Yeah, okay. Top one. Hang on, I've opened both. Oh, okay. Anyway, my fine. I'll go top one. Here we go. So top one is... So Fessel, this week, from Imran and Thrusha, Thrusha and Imran, <laughs> played FIFA with my 12-year-old son. He beat me 12-1, was fuming. So for the last few weeks, I've been secretly practicing after he's gone to bed and just had a rematch and lost 14-0. That is so something I would do. <laughs> That's that so something I would do, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I could definitely imagine being like that. Go on and through I don't know what one. made me pick these, actually, because they're not funny. They're no, this is, I remember this one. Yeah, go on. I watch a lot of TV from the 90s. I like to imagine that it's a window back in time. And on the other side, my grandparents was all still alive. If I could just step through the screen get a cab from the tv studio i could go and meet them it's quite poignant isn't it it is poignant yeah it really is i was actually thinking about my grandparents recently because hmm. i've been me been weird after i went back to bangladesh hmm. back probably after 12 years i have been feeling like i miss going back and maybe i should go again like hmm. much much sooner yeah and then as i make me remember like actually the only reason i used to go is because my grandparents were still alive and then started thinking about them and i was actually telling my daughter today that i think i could probably count that I saw my grandparents, what, four times in my entire life. And the number of times they get to see theirs is, yeah. you can't even compare. Just can't Crazy compare. privilege, isn't it, to do that? And if you think about how much of culture, or, which is a bit wishy-washy, I suppose, but just like the stories and stuff that they have, or whatever, mm. that you can get from spending time with them. That's, I mean, it's, they're so lucky. Same, I barely saw my grandparents. And, and obviously, like, our parents aren't going to be around forever. And often, even though it's a kind of, it's a bit more difficult to kind of take the kids down to London, I try and make an effort, too, because I kind of figure we're not going to be around forever. And at least they'll be, they'll have stories about their grandparents, whereas I've got these kind of isolated memories that kind of become more, more faded as time goes on. That's interesting you mentioned that, because I remember when I shared a photo of my dad and I in Bangladesh, and I think a couple of people said something like, we would like to hear him be on the podcast or something. I thought, that's oh. interesting, isn't it? And the reason I thought it was interesting was because when I was out in Bangladesh, I was talking to my cousin who was very young. I think he was like maybe one when my granddad was around. Mm. And he started asking me questions about our granddad. And as I, and I, for some reason, I thought, oh, you've always been here. You must know what he was like. I, said, no, I don't remember anything about him. Tell me more oh. about him. So I was telling him about the walks we used to have, the things he used to talk to me about. And like my granddad wasn't really Muslim for a while. And then how he became Muslim later on in life and how he was like, why he came to that conclusion and stuff mm. like that. And my cousin's completely fascinated mm. and wanted more. And he's, my cousin's 23. Oh, really? And he was finding all this stuff out for the first time from me, let alone talk to his dad. And I thought, in this day and age, like, it's a shame records. that we don't have more records of this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then I started thinking to myself, maybe I should sit down with my dad and find out, like, the entire life story so that when my son grows up, if 
if he wants to listen to his granddad's story, he can finally listen to it. It's all there for him. Yeah. I even had it all in my head, bro, while I was in Bangladesh. Like, I'm going to call the series My Father and I, and oh. it's going to be like a podcast. And I'm going to have one episode for me, one episode for you, and I get other people who want to talk to their dad and get their stories out there. Yeah, anyway, who's got time? That's a nice idea. <laughs> I remember, like, yeah. during when COVID was, like, bad and we couldn't see each other, I remember mm. becoming quite, feeling quite aware of their mortality and telling my dad, mm. it could be really nice if you could record you like because like one of my like the way when I picture my dad there are a few things like one I picture him in the kitchen like he's always in the kitchen making us food like cooking, as soon as yeah. we go down we see him and then he'll be in the kitchen and be like okay what do you want do you want now and he'll be cooking us stuff and I said well, why don't you like record yourself like making some stuff and just talking me through the recipe so I can learn it and he did mm. it twice for two different recipes and obviously got bored and then didn't do it anymore I've got mm-hmm. those kind of videos I think I put one of them online actually um, oh really okay but put it on now <laughs> but yeah. um yeah, you're right. I think it's easy to do, and we always think we'll have more time, don't we? Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, we have a downer this week. Yeah, I know. All right, anyway. <laughs> Sorry about that, everyone. Okay. Yeah, I hope everyone has a great week. I'll be editing this now and trying to get it out before midnight tonight. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's at least the way things work out. So I uh, hope everyone has a great week. It's nice to be back, and we'll see you on the next episode. Yeah, all right. Okay. Bye. Bye.